Listeners, and welcome to once again another. It's happening again. It's, oh no! It's hey, I've got an idea. Shh, okay, I haven't introduced you yet. Hey, I've got an idea. Show that. Oh no! That mysterious voice. That was my brother. His name is Mason. His middle name is uh, Fart. Uh, his last name is Williams. And that's my brother, Luke Traff Williams. It's Fart backwards. Oh, we complement each other. We do. We go together like yin and yang, like peanut butter and chocolate, like cookies and milk. Oh, or like uh, matter and antimatter. Or that. Yeah, okay. Peanut butter and chocolate, peanut butter and jelly, but not chocolate and jelly. Says you. Eh, fair. So, on this podcast, we are going yes. to create, before your very ears... A brand new invention. And you might have caught that it's, this week, a cookie. I hope your browser accepts cookies because we're about to give you one. Yep, a a cookie idea right here. And and Luke, I gotta say, before we started this, I did look up that song, Nookie by Limp Bizkit, because I was going to make a sweet, you know, did it all for the cookie joke. Right, right, right. And I realized as I was checking it out, That song is 18 goddamn years old. Oh. We are old as dirt. No. No. It is not true. I refuse. But you know what I will never refuse? That song could be in porn. Yes. Okay. The song was kind of pornographic-ish in nature. But now it's legal to listen to it. Uh. Whereas before, you would be a pedophile in your ears. Uh, But you know what you shouldn't put in your ears? Cookies. Co- cookies. Good segue. I, no, my, hey, my segue before was going to be good. I said, you know what? I'll never refuse a cookie. <laughs> okay. That's also a good segue. Uh, give me another segue. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, this uh, floor is brown, just like the Maillard reaction that occurs with a cookie when it's baking. <laughs> Classic, yes, and as sugar turning brown is the... Well, no, that's... Uh, Maillard is protein, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That's not even true. That's that's the browning of meat, so... Yeah, so unless we've got a very high protein content in this cookie... Which we can get to... What you are referring to is caramelization. Yes, that is, in fact, caramelization. You are correct. I segued correctly, but scienced incorrectly. Okay, okay. So... Uh, cookie. Here's here's my number one thing right off the top. Uh, Luke, do we want to gender segregate this cookie? What the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> do we want a cookie that's only for girls? Ah, uh, d- why? L- look, <laughs> look. Girls deserve cookies, Luke. Dude, boys and girls each. Dessert and non-binary people. I don't want to exclude all y'all. You you can each get your own special cookie. Mason, someone is clicking on this for the first time. They've never heard us before. They figure, oh, a cookie. That sounds like a fun one. I want to know. I could use a good recipe 
for a new cookie. Let's see the what recipe is not what we're going to be doing. Let's see what conceptual uh, uh, stuff they'll talk about for the you know the physics of the baking of a cookie or or you know they assume that that's where we're going to go. And right off the bat, you bring gender politics. I'm just asking off the top. Do we want to gender segregate our cookie? No, I don't want okay. to gender segregate anything ever, I think. Do we want to racially segregate our cookie? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and hit this reset switch here. Wait, uh, no! A, no, my uh, ideas! Mm, yeah, those, those ideas. Oh, there's the toilet flush sound. They went down the toilet. Here's a new okay. one. Uh, okay, so you're saying right off the hop that this cookie is not going to be racially or gender segregated or presumably segregated in any other way. I'm 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 gonna say this instead of the things you're saying, uh, Mason. How many cookies have you baked in your life? Would you say? Uh, uh, cookies that I have personally baked. Yes, correct. You baking cookies. How many? Um. Are we talking how many individual cookies or how many batches of cookies? I'm going to say individual cookies. Individual cookies? I'm going to say in the neighborhood of one to three hundred. Okay. So that said, I can say that I have a little bit of experience on you on this one because with my time as a pastry chef and also other stuff, I could safely say that I'm probably in the tens of thousands range. I probably hit five digits. Okay, so how many of those cookies that you baked were in any way racially or gender segregated? Chocolate chips are fun. Uh, sometimes if you sprinkle those in at the last little minute there, you can have a nice little uh, semi-sweet treat cutting through but your some dough. Some people are allergic to chocolate, Luke. Uh, they are not. They're wrong. Okay, just allergy is all in the mind. Yeah, sure. Yeah. No. Okay. Let's 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 just throw in all the allergens in this cookie then. Let's fucking make... peanuts. Fucking shrimp. What you want this cookie to be a fucking trial? Like cat dander. Like dust mites. If you can survive this cookie from hell, ragweed pollen. Jesus. Okay. No. Listen. Uh, I've got. You see? You hear the sounds of this book here? This, it makes you stronger, Luke. This is a it, it, book it, called The Cookie Book. It's got over 400 step-by-step recipes for home baking. Wait, are you doing research? Do you want to talk about uh, which you kinds know of I sugar hate research. you want to put in? Ooh, chestnut flour. Chestnut. Oh, I did, am I winning you over with chestnut flour? Well, you, I was just going to try and find some way to make a pun about how much I love, like, chess. I'm a real chestnut, but, like, I couldn't I couldn't get that to work because, like, chest, like, maybe kind of boobs, but it also sounds that I like treasure chests. Come to think of it, I'm kind of okay with treasure chests as well. So, yeah, I'm a chestnut. Okay. I open up the chests and I get the delicious treasure inside. Unless it's a human chest, then I leave it closed. Let's actually let's actually talk about some of the mechanics of, of cookie making, because that's a thing that I can actually fucking speak to for once. Okay. I, I, would, so I would like to do that. You need your flour, you need your sugar, you need oven at 350 for an hour. 
Incorrect. Uh, part of that was correct. You need... You likely will have a a starch, some mm-hmm. kind of sweetener, but it is probably sugar because it has more structural reason to be in there than not. For that caramelization, which is not the Maillard reaction. It is not. Uh, also a fat, uh, frequently mm-hmm. butter, um, and the way that you go about any of these elements, the proportion, the specifics, the way that you bring them together... All of those things can change the outcome of the cookie. Uh, and what's wonderful about the cookie is they are a joy to eat. Even if you fuck them up, they're probably still going to get eaten unless they're, like, burnt. Um, and so you actually do get to refine the craft a fair bit because, oh, you know, I made this cookie this way this one time. This time I actually bothered to, like, mix the butter with the sugar and it tasted different. It was chewier or whatever. Um so, I like cookies. They are one of my favorite things to make. I would like to make a lot of them in the future. Um, what else? Uh, the It's fun to do piped cookies because then you can do more shapes. Uh, Tweels are fun because they add a 3D element that they can bend after they come fresh out of the oven. And you can add, like, texture there. Um, sort of a, a 3D element. All right, all right. Let's explore the outer edges of the idea of the cookie. What is the minimum size of a cookie that can still be considered a cookie? What is the maximum size that can still be considered a cookie? Well, I think if you're talking about, like, you know, those mini cookies, like Oreo minis or whatever, they mm-hmm. they go to about the size of a nickel. Um, And I would say that if you went lower than that, that you would be tempted to call it like a cookie bit or a, a cookie bites or something that is not just cookie proper. Okay, does it have to be disc shaped? Uh, well, no. It doesn't have to be disc shaped. It can be a, uh, it can be many different uh, shapes. You can even even if you were to sandwich two discs together, is it really still a disc? It's new now a new shape. Okay, so here here's a question. You know those big-ass cookie pizzas, right? Yes. You look at that, and you're like, oh, that's a huge-ass fucking cookie, but it's clearly still a cookie. So you could have a cookie pizza that's the size of, like, a flatbed truck. Like, that's still a cookie. But here's the thing. As soon as that gets above a certain threshold in height, now it's a cake. Um, Am I right? I challenge, because... I think it's a matter of, of uh, accuracy with the terminology. I think if uh, I think if you were making a cookie that was taller and therefore it was more spongy and chewy inside, it would be more cake-like and therefore you would be more likely to call it a cake. But if it mm-hmm. was a cookie recipe to begin with, it would still form a firm crust on the outside and it wouldn't be much like a cake. A cake generally would have, you know... Uh, maybe milk or eggs or some other things in it to uh, promote a more fluffy texture. It's a different recipe altogether. Definitely okay, more. Okay. Of a, okay. Uh, let me let me let me hit you with this. Let me hit you with this concept. Okay. Cookie pizza, right? Okay. So yeah. cookie the size of a pizza, and you're like, yeah, that's cookie. Layer of icing. Second cookie pizza on top, and you're like, yeah, okay, that's just a layer cookie. It's just a very big layer cookie. I keep stacking on layers until this thing is now taller than it is in radius and i cut you off a slice and i lay it on the plate like a slice of cake there's your slice of like 
12-tiered cookie. Is that still cookie? You know what that is? What? A mess. That is... I don't want to eat that because it is going to carve my mouth up. It is... There is no relief as you're chewing through that unless it's super chewy all the way through, in which case there's, like, structural issues. No, no, no. Um... You're talking about a bunch of cookies. You're talking about a functional, like, sleeve of cookies. <laughs> and you're talking about something extremely gratuitous as well. Um, I think we're just trying to, like, make something else and not necessarily a cookie there. Uh, okay, okay. So it's not about size or shape. You're telling me, like, the words I'm getting from you. It's about texture. This is a baked good with a specific texture. And that therein lies the rub. I wouldn't necessarily say that either because you have a multitude of different textures with cookies. You have, uh, you know, a crumbly shortbread. You have the firm snap of a ginger snap. You have uh, something much more cracker-like with a sugary twill. Uh, you have um, chewy cookies. You have uh, more firm cookies. Uh, so... It's not any one texture, it's the fact that we tend to classify a subset of things as... Actually, let me let me just pull this book open again, because there's some things in here that definitely aren't cookies. Yeah, they, there's some squares and muffins and stuff in here, so I don't see how those count uh, in this same recipe book uh, under Okay, the okay, let me hit you with a hypothetical. Let's say I've got some cookie dough. And yeah. this is, like, still edible cookie dough. Like, you don't need to bake it to enjoy it. It's the kind of cookie dough that you have in cookie dough ice cream, okay? So yeah. that's fine. That's a dessert. You can you can grab a hunk of this cookie dough and eat it just fine. To what extent do I have to bake this dough for it to count as cookie and not just cookie dough? Well, I mean, there's the southern style of half baking or, or, or under baking things and that is generally that's the that's like what they're going for there that's intentional but we're in agreement that the raw dough is not yet cookie yeah i would say that that's and and that's tricky too because uh the cookie dough that you generally will get inside of ice creams or such that are mass produced it's different sort of uh recipe as uh, compared to you know uh, uh an unbaked cookie um right and be due to like eggs and you're supposed to cook out your flour and stuff like that um okay okay let me pitch this idea okay two normally baked cookies but then sandwiched in the middle cookie dough so you bite into it you've got crisp on top crisp underneath in the middle dough you know what that mostly sounds like to me is just kind of unappealing <laughs> like i don't i'm sure that there's a way to make it you know, nice and palatable, but off off the cuff, that just kind of sounds like someone didn't do the job right. Like, if you put cookie dough in it like an ice cream, it it has its place. Like, like we can we can agree that cookie dough is the bomb. Like licking out the the bowl or like eating one of those Pillsbury yeah. rolls. It's it's all right. I, I'm I'm I don't. I definitely would rather have a cookie than cookie dough straight. Almost all the time. 
I, I think I think the key is is you can't have it be the same kind of cookie dough. Like you can't have two chocolate chip cookies and then chocolate chip cookie dough in the middle. If you got chocolate chip cookie dough in the middle, then the two cookies on either side would have to be something that complements but is not actually chocolate chip because then you're just like, oh, I'm eating a stack of three cookies and one of them is wrong. No, you need to have like a chocolate but not chocolate chip cookie on either side and then the chocolate chip cookie dough in the middle. Hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to just pivot slightly because, uh, a thing that you can do very easily, which is, uh, generally quite successful. I know we do this, uh, uh, at work. There's a, a cookie bar, uh, among the squares where you throw, you do the opposite. You throw, uh, Oreo cookies just partially crumbled into, um, into a square. Like you'll have like a, a chocolate crust at the bottom You'll throw mm-hmm. down some Oreo cookies that have just been like broken a little bit, and then you throw down like some almost custardy like uh, or, or or almost cheesecake bar like filling on okay, top. Okay, so so the Oreo cookie becomes that. an ingredient mm-hmm. in a different baked good. But then what's beautiful about that is that you then soften it by rebaking it with this like semi liquidy batter on top, and you have fully cooked cookies inside of this bar that then get rehydrated to become a new thing that's just like a soft version of an oreo inside i admit when you first said cookie bar i was envisioning something more like a salad bar and you're like oh at my work we have a cookie bar you go up you pick out your chocolate chips your nuts your craisins your types of dough and then the dude on the end with the little easy bake oven he turns it into a cookie for you well in as much as that's uh, actually, that that sounds kind of fun. Shit, is that our concept? That's a pretty good concept. Okay, here's another uh, concept, though. Like, you take your Oreo, you mash it up, you mix it into a different dough, and then you have a new cookie dough, and you bake that, and now you've got a second cookie. You take that same cookie, you mash that up, put it into other dough, and rebake it into a third cookie. You mash oh that up. Oh, my God! Put it into some other dough. Bake it into a fourth cookie. How many times can you do this and still have it be edible? I gotta say, that's another solid concept. You just hit me with two in a row. Like, at some point, you're gonna have refined, pure cookie-um. Now, like, this is, this is uh, honest truth, uh, from uh, the my Mexican restaurant days, uh, mm-hmm. when I was uh, the kitchen manager there. They mm-hmm. would do carnitas uh, in pork fat. And that pork fat, if the chef caught you throwing it out and rendering just fresh pork fat, he would mm-hmm. kill you because you have... <laughs> he would kill you and then he would label your body as pork. No, he would... Uh, like, you take the, the, the cooked pork out of that fat... You strain that fat, you reuse that fat, and you never throw out that fat because you always want that perpetual flavor ad infinitum. Like sourdough. Kind of, yeah. And I don't know where the cutoff actually should be with that kind of thing because I know that that doesn't work forever. You do need to, like, eventually that fat that fat gets cooked into the meat. That amount of fat will go down, but the flavor is perpetual. So mm. I don't you do have to add more rendered fat to that as you go eventually, but you don't start from scratch because that doesn't taste good. You want that perpetual flavor. So 
that's reminding me of that where what are the limits of a base flavor of a sugar and a starch until it's broken down too far and now it's just extracting bitterness i'm sure there's uh, a point of uh i'm i'm pretty sure there's a point of no like poor returns okay uh uh an- other question about outer limits, the sugar and the starch. Uh, does a cookie necessarily have to be sweet? What is the outer limit for how little sugar we can put in there? Alternately, what is the outer limit for how little starch we can put in there? Uh, I mean, you have you have crackers that are essentially, they would be cookies uh, if you just added more sugar. Mm-hmm. And like a Ritz cracker and you throw in a little extra sugar in the dough, I would get down on that. Yeah, like that would essentially be a Ritz cookie. But mm. that's the thing is that's just this, this gradient. On okay, one, here's on a question. End, I there's... take two Ritz crackers. I put sweet icing in the middle. Is that now a cookie? I mean, <laughs> Ritz themselves have already done that with like chocolate spread. Shit. So... Uh, but no, this is the thing, man. Like, it's a gradient. You add, you add sugar to Ritz cracker dough, and at one end there's the point where it's unpalatably sweet, and at the other end there is zero sugar. And every step along that gradient, you've got a cookie morphing into a cracker. Mm-hmm. You, you like. So it's sort of like where on the gradient is blue, where's purple, where's red. Like some people will disagree about the edge cases, but everyone can point at purple right in the middle and say that is definitely purple. Mm-hmm. Like when you get a cookie, you know that's a cookie. But if I give you a cookie that has so little flour in it that it's almost peanut brittle and you're like, eh, maybe it's a cookie, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Brittle is actually a fun pivot as well, because uh, I could see an argument for a uh, a... A, a dropped brittle in small pools as cookie. You don't need to introduce a starch for that to be on some people's uh, scales a cookie mm. uh, because there are definitely cookies that are made without any starch whatsoever that are very sweet and they're just like sugar-based. Um, but I don't know if that's even accurately a cookie anymore either. Oh my God, I don't even know anymore. Let's not define away cookies like we did with candy. I need cookies in my life, Mason. Well, I mean, we know that pennies are candy, so if we put pennies in cookie dough... No! We make penny cookies. I hate this. This is not what I want. Okay, uh... You know what? I'm going to tell a story. This is a true story. Uh, Would you like to hear about the time that I baked a Brussels sprout into a cookie? Yes. Go ahead. And then I've got a counter with an even weirder cookie. Okay. Uh, Well, I thought to myself one day, uh, this was actually after watching a South Park episode where they mentioned these cookies called fudgems. Uh, The pun is, of course, it kind of sounds like fuck them. Uh, but it's fudge, it's a little cookie with fudge in the middle. And I thought, huh, wonder if I could do that. So I put together the ingredients for fudge and I put those to one side and then I made a basic cookie batter and I had chunk of fudge, chunk of cookie dough around it. And then I baked that and it came out pretty good. It was a cookie and it had fudge in the middle. And I did a huge batch, dozens of these. And I did one where I took the cookie dough and I just packed it around a Brussels sprout, and I baked that. Okay. And it sort of looked different from the others, 
it was sort of greenish and like the texture was slightly different. But I just put it in with the other cookies and I brought them to a party and everybody was enjoying the cookies. They were like, oh, these are really good cookies. Basically, they're really good. And then one person got the one cookie that had the Brussels sprout and she bit into it and she was like, uh, I think there's something wrong with this one. And I just yelled out, hooray, you win. And I handed her 20 bucks. <laughs> well, it was good that you had sort of a, a, a plan for how you were going to. Navigate yeah, I in no way announced that. that this was a thing. Like yeah, yeah. she didn't see it coming, which is good because it meant that she bit into the cookie and people weren't like poking the cookies ahead of time. Well, this is way better than those traditions where like, oh, what is it called? Like the, uh, I think it's a Jamaican thing. The, or no, no, it's sort of like a Mardi Gras thing. That's New Orleans. The, uh, the cake, the royal cake, I think it is. Where they put, uh, like, a little baby in it, but it's, like... Uh, a the king plastic. baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's better than that, where, like, you might eat the fucking thing, and it's, like, plastic or whatever. All right. So, anyway, um, here's my counter with my weird cookie story. Okay. Uh, I had a coworker, the same Mexican restaurant I was working, uh, mm-hmm. that said that there was, you know, a limit that you couldn't put anything that you wanted into a cookie that it wasn't possible... And I said, well, try me. What's something you think wouldn't go in a cookie? And he said octopus. Oh, no, no, no. You fucked him up, right? Please tell me you fucked him up. I was making octopus for this restaurant. Mm -hmm. And I had the octopus poaching broth, Mm -hmm. which was in the same flavor profile as this octopus. And I took a little bit of that octopus poaching broth and I strained Mm -hmm. it. And Mm -hmm. I used it as the only liquid in this cookie. And the rest of the cookie was made properly like a cookie. It was just, you know, a little butter, sugar, etc. Fuck yes. And uh, I believe I just, like, towards uh, towards the halfway point, mm-hmm. I, popped, uh, I popped a little tentacle in the middle of the cookie, sprinkled a little sugar on top, and then put it, popped it back in the oven to caramelize up and finish off. And that, that, one, nice. that one was a combination caramelize and Maillard reaction. Classy. Good. Um... And uh, the outcome was this. We both uh, cheersed and, like, tried some. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had to agree that uh, tasted like a cookie with an octopus in it. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it wasn't terrible. It was just kind of like, huh. <laughs> Sometimes not terrible is the best you can hope for. Yeah. It was definitely, as far as proof of concept goes... It was not a home run, but it was a, well, okay, I guess it, that this is edible. This is, I would not turn down one of these if I was hungry. Yeah. Like if you took a couple, a couple of more runs at octopus cookie, you could probably eventually get to something halfway decent. Yep. And uh, man, if you worked with those flavors, like, oh, oh man, just this is, here's a thought out of left field. Mm Mm-hmm. I would love to see something in like a, a in a in a very abstract savory kind of profile. Like I would love a curry cookie, ooh, like a curried octopus cookie. I mean, that's more oh, of a yes. more of a biscuit kind of thing we're talking about now, because like you might have to shy away from the amount of sugar that's in it. But but some cookies have like barely any sugar at all. Well, you want to know what flavor profile hit my mind when you said, "Oh, a savory octopus cookie," like. My first thought went to peanut butter. Yep. Okay. Oh, also, quick side tangent. 
Ice cream uh-huh. sandwiches from scratch are fucking awesome. I like Fair making enough. them. Fair enough. Especially, I had uh, I had uh, for this new housewarming for this new place that we just moved into in the in the winter. It was a great point of pride for me that I was able to uh, offer people ice cream sandwiches where I made both the cookies for the sandwich and the ice cream. Oh shit! Yes, and it was My a dude. It was some chocolate cookies that, like, I really, I really got the right recipe for that too. They got a very sticky, chewy kind of uh, texture to them. They're actually yeah, yeah. very similar to, like, you know, you know that texture that you get with ice cream sandwiches, like the the yeah 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 yeah. yeah. It was close to that, and uh, and then the ice cream was a uh, 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 chocolate flake and candy cane because it okay. was just getting into that uh, that holiday season. So. Nice, Man, nice. I, I was I was happy with that. I get so. down on that. Absolutely. Okay, so he, what are some flavors that are underserved by the cookie community? Uh, I'm thinking things like cashew, pistachio. Um, I would say they're both a little underserved. Sure, uh, the featured nuts are definitely peanut, almond, pecan. Uh, and you get uh, macadamia, but only with white chocolate for exactly, some reason. Exactly, exactly. Uh, in fact, that's one of the only <laughs> that's one of the only pure uh, uh, sources of macadamia in a recipe I can even think of. I know I saw somebody do fish coated in macadamia nuts once, but there was no real reason for them to be macadamia nuts. Yeah, no, we should be putting macadamia in more thing, if if only because macadamia is fun to say. Yes, that is the main reason. I want to make sure that we just have fun words that we cook because they're fun. Like, I could I could see, like, uh, slivering that up, throwing macadamia in, like, a stir-fry. Mm. Let's, let's pivot to biscotti for a second, because the cool Ooh, thing with biscotti, biscotti is that hit me, hit you, got, you get something real hard at the end. But also, there's a fundamental structural initial bake, and then a modification halfway through, and then a second bake. And I can't think of many other recipes where you would do that. Well, I mean, that's just coming back to the thing that I had with the double-baked cookie, where you take the cookie and then you make it into a different cookie. It's only in this case they skip the making a different cookie, you know, step. So it's just double-baked cookies. It's like, it's like... You do that with croutons when you make croutons? Uh, not really. No. Oh. Th- that's just uh, that's just greasy bread you threw in the oven. Okay. Um, but okay. Uh, what are some other things that are double baked or double cooked? Like you got French toast. Could we make a French toast cookie? Yeah, French toast counts. I, I you actually got me on a bit of a stumper there. I can't. I don't know if I can think of another one. But yeah, no French. Uh, French toast cookie. Bread uh, pudding. I'm bread remi- pudding is double baked. Bread pudding is double baked. I'm reminded of Trace Leche cake where Fuck yes. uh, you have just the cake and then you f- like soak it with a sweet milk and then let it absorb that. But that's um ver- that's not twice baked, that's just twice worked with. That's fundamentally mm. at its at its core structure. Um that's not like a decorating process, that's an actual like introduction of more flavor. Uh, an injection, almost, of more flavor. So, okay, could we do something like that? Could we have, like, a cake uh-huh. that you inject with more flavor so that you make it back into, like, a, a, a something's more moist, like a batter again, 
but then slice that up, tray it up, and bake it again. Hmm. Okay, okay. So here's my thought. Imagine you get an angel food cake, okay? You're picturing it soft, spongy, very light. Oh, I'm picturing it. We soak that fucker in, I'm thinking like a caramel sauce with maybe even some brandy in it. Yeah, I was just going to say some booze, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you've got it sliced, nice and not too thin, like I'm thinking maybe a half inch. Lay those slices out, bake them again. You've got that crispness, but you've also got that that lightness. Hmm. I, I, I don't know how much of the lightness would come through after. It depends on, like, there's a sweet spot for that. I, it oh, might... oh, 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 and you get two of those, and you're picturing, like, a, almost a Melba Toast kind of texture, and you get, like, a hazelnut cream in between. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I'm seeing it. Now, the thing that has me a l- kind of a little worried is where the sweet spot is for that secondary bake, because mm. I feel like I feel like we're talking about five minutes in that oven. Yeah, so, well, I mean, we can't soak it, soak it, like a sponge. Yeah, because then it just, then it will just fall apart. Like, it's got to be just mm. enough to introduce more flavor, then firm it back up again. I think that would work. Is that not a thing? Can we do that? I don't know. What do you call that? And is that even a cookie? Because you're talking about, like, a, f- a broken down cake. Oh, okay, so, you, uh, well... Our base is our angel food cake, right? Yeah. And you got your angel food cake and you got your devil's food cake. That's the same thing with with chocolate in it. Mm -hmm. So what do you call it when you have an angel from, like, heaven Mm -hmm. and you cut it into slices and bake it? What what is that theologically? (laughs) Uh, I, like, the obvious thing to me is, like, a fallen angel. Mm, But that's just a devil again, though. Well, but, but like, especially okay, if a, we throw some small, liquor in there. A small, it's... weird angel is like a cherub. Are these just cherubs? Cherub is cute. I like that. But I also think that we're, like, we're throwing some uh, some liquid in there uh, mm. that is possibly alcoholic. And True. therefore, it's like we're getting that angel drunk. Mm. A sinning angel. Or, like... Or, like, maybe if it is a cherub, it's, like, if we did something with a wine, it's, like, you know, the cherubs around Bacchus. Okay, okay. I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, okay. Oh, so so other flavors. Like, are we... Do we want brandy? Do we want caramel? Do we want any sort of nut in there? I think... I'm thinking we could do, like, a rum raisin with some nuts and oh, fruit. Oh, fuck, rum raisin, yes. Yeah. If we did a rum raisin... It would have to be buttery. We got to make it more buttery for sure. going rum raisin. Sure. Yep. I think that you could take angel food cake, uh-huh. take a mixture of uh, butter, rum, uh, brown sugar, mm. and pour that over. Let it soak in. You'd have to like perforate it in. So you got to like maybe poke a bunch of holes in to pour. You it do over not in. need to poke additional holes and slices of angel food cake, my dude. You you might be right. I. That that's a that requires no. No one ever looked at a slice of angel food cake and said, "Hmm, that's insufficiently porous." No, dude. There's there's the way to do it, and there's the way to do it optimally. 
And mm, if right, you right. poured it over top and it only soaked down three quarters of the way, you did not do it well enough. That's fair. Okay, so we get our slices of angel food cake. We just step on them with the cleats a little bit. Yeah. And we pour this mixture over top. We rebake it until that liquid is no longer liquid and it's it's slightly crispier now. We got our little crisp slices. And then do we want rum? Like, can, do we, uh, no, raisin. Do we want, like, like uh, minced meat, like, in between or on top? You know what I'm seeing next, to be honest with you? Is, yeah. is sort of like, you know how you could do, like, poached pear? I'm thinking Ooh. like poached peach, and just oh, put fuck. like a just put like a a a, 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 a cross section peach, like mm. if you could take the pit out and then do peeled, uh, poached peach that's that's just like a crot like a disc of peach mm. on top yeah, of yeah. a on top of a slab of rum raisin angel food cake crouton. Okay, now Co- here's here's ton. the thing though. Craig, here's the thing. Ton. Somebody brings this out to you though they they bring it out on a plate and you're looking at this at the plate you got the slice you got the peach on top would you look at that and say oh boy a cookie or would you say oh you have brought me a piece of cake or a dessert of some sort you can have a dessert that has cookie and in, implemented into it like hmm. that was that's that's i'm just sort of elevating it to something that's more of a dining thing where yeah like, we're some, going high class on this yeah where like i i made um, this is where that tens of thousands comes in. I've easily made thousands of shortbread cookies that uh-huh. I put a molded chocolate mousse on, and that was our chocolate mousse dessert at the fine restaurant I worked at. So right. um, you could do something like that. You can like plate a cookie a certain way, and that's fair game. Okay, okay. So we've got our peach cherub here, and then we mash it up, and we put it in dough for another cookie. So what is that cookie? <laughs> we don't have to use all of our concepts every time. We don't, just because we had two good concepts, we could have two ideas in one episode. We don't okay. need to take this good idea and then be like, well, remix. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I will love to remix. <laughs> so what if we took this cookie and we chewed it up? And spat it back out onto the tray. <laughs> no, we take this cookie, we chew it up, we swallow it, and then we poop it out. <laughs> no, sir. Not going there. That is what? not my cookie. What? No, that is that is what you do with food, though. That is like... what you do with food, but not what would become future food. Fair. All right. Okay. Maybe feeding it to insects. That's the one clause where that might be true. Anyway. Okay, Moving do we on. want to involve insects? No! I mean, we can. I, okay. Get like some mealworm flower can I, in can there. I, can I throw this sad fact to you for a second? Okay. So uh, we got some nice Loblazes here. I don't know if it's across Ontario or if it was more the Toronto Loblazes. So I honestly I love saying Loblaws, yes. Uh, but uh, uh, there was sort of a mealworm flower. Sorry, sorry, cricket flower. They're, mm-hmm. they're moving in that... Uh, Oh, what's the word? Uh, entomophagy. I think that's right. Entomophagist. Uh, uh, they're moving in that direction, which is great. Okay. Good for the uh, good for the planet. Good for another source of protein. I love eating bugs. I got cricket flour in my kitchen right now. Well, cool, but that's the thing. How much cricket flour did you get? Like, how much would you say you have in... You got, like, two pounds of cricket flour? I admit, not that much. Okay. 
I could have bought two pounds of cricket flour. Mm-hmm. And that might have even been the environmentally, like, better choice or whatever. I wanted it to be in my pantry. But I'm, I gotta be a little budget conscious with, uh, with the groceries right now. Sure. And it was, like, $17 for a pound and a half of flour. And, you know, I'm sorry. That's too risky of a venture for me at that price point. And, uh, it, I might have hated it, right? So, like... That sucks, man. Like, I I want that to get better because I want to be on Team Buggy, but I'm not yet. Not not to actually replace my current diet. Like, it's not supplementing what I'm eating yet, and I want it to, but mm. yeah, not yet. Anyway, um, so yeah, not no bugs yet. Uh, what was the other one? The 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 remix cookie. If we moved away from the cherub and we just talked about one cookie going into a next cookie to a next cookie to a next cookie, I I, I could get behind that, but mm-hmm. I'm I am cautious because I feel like there is uh, limited returns on that, and mm. I think we can only find out by doing it. But I would say if you had maybe three to four iterations tops. And you change the flavor every time by by necessity. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not saying, like, take your sugar cookie and then mash it up and then just mix it into more normal sugar cookie dough and then mash that up and mix it into more normal. No, 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 no. You need to get, like, one kind of cookie. You mash it up. You put it in another kind of cookie. You mash that up. You put it in another kind of cookie. And it's not just included with normal cookie dough. You have to take that into account as a new structural element. It mm. basically becomes the new flour. And I think that you would have to shift from uh, a more subtle flavor that would develop richer over time um, and then go with the more bold flavors at the end. So you start with, Mm -hmm. like, vanilla. Then cookie two is, like, almond. Then cookie three is, like, caramel. And cookie four is chocolate or something like that. I'm into it. I'm into it. But even that is, like, what I was describing originally was... The cookie was submerged, and that was part of what made it functionally fully rehydratable and, and softenable. Uh, but if you just mixed it in, I don't think that's going to cut it. I think you have to submerge that full baked cookie into new cookie. We can submerge. I'm not but, saying we don't submerge. But, we got to submerge. But so even okay, even if it's only submerged by say the width of a pinky, like a centimeter. Mm-hmm. One, cookie one, cookie two, cookie three, cookie four. You're now talking about something that's like feeling like it might be softball sized. Like, Mm. I feel like it's So we're back to my initial question about height. I guess we are. Wow. Yeah, and it's not so much height as it is the the texture issue, because I was saying it is texture, because with a cookie of that height, you can't avoid the fact that you are going to have a different texture. There's no way that you're going to have that same crispness throughout. Unless. Unless you don't don't mash up the cookie. Like, you get a regular-ass cookie, you leave it whole, you pack cookie dough around it, you bake that. You pack cookie dough around it, you bake that. Every layer throughout maintains that crispness because you never, like, change the texture. 
That's just hmm. cookie in an envelope of more cookie. I gotta be honest with you. I like both of these ideas a fair bit. Hmm. Fuck. So anyway, now these ideas must meet and face off in the cookie dome. Two cookie ideas enter, one cookie idea leaves. Hmm. Do you want your I, drunken cherub with the peach on top, or do you want your remixed forever cookie? Like full stop, honestly, if you if you told me, okay, Luke, here is twenty bucks, we're going to the store to get the ingredients to do one of these two. You which... think we could do this for twenty bucks? Okay, yeah, no, the second one would be more expensive. You could do you could do the cherub for, for twenty. I don't think that you could do the Where are you buying remix. your brandy? <laughs> uh fair. I've got a stocked bar behind me. All right. Not not brandy. I, that's why I suggested rum. I got a fresh bottle of Kraken. Oh, perfect. So, no. Anyway. Um honestly, okay, no, this is what I'm saying. If you if you said, "Okay, which one do you want to go with?" I don't know that I could pick. I'm kind of equally curious about both. Uh, uh, okay, okay, forget curious. Here's my thing. You have a meeting coming up that could possibly lead to job prospects. You have what, to and I'm bring baking them cookies? Yeah, you are you are showing up to this meeting and they said, "Oh, and by the way, bring a cookie." So, <laughs> now you have this. to make one of these two things. You don't know ahead of time how this is going to turn out. You are basing this purely on what you think it's going to turn out as right now. What you think is in your head, you know, hoping that that's going to turn out. You have to make one of these two things. You are bringing it to this big, important social gathering that Dude. might possibly have job opportunities. Which one do you go with? Okay. I appreciate I appreciate this scenario. But also, I have to say, in a scenario like that, I would not be this experimental. I'm not giving you the choice, motherfucker. I don't... You you are showing up to this event, and they said, oh, by the way, bring one of those cookies I heard about on your wonderful podcast. No! What? what? I can't wait to try it. It sounds delicious. God damn it. I want to try equally either the remix cookie or the cherub cookie that I tr I heard on your podcast. Oh, I can make these other great cookies. I've actually got some great recipe. No, no, no. We've got a special job just for you. Based solely on the success of these experimental cookies you conceived of. That's the scenario, huh? That's the scenario. That's absolutely the scenario. Cherub. Some highfalutin dude Cherub. listened to this podcast and wants to try one of those two. Pick. Choose. That highfalutin dude is going Cherub. Cherub. You're going Cherub. Yeah. You got more confidence in the Cherub. I do. Okay. I do. Because uh, it's it's like I was saying about that uh, that uh, uh, limitation on returns. Mm. I'm thinking you can go four layers deep before something starts breaking down. Like that vanilla might start going a little bit dark or something, right? And, okay. and I might be wrong. It might only get three. It might start falling apart. It might uh, it might have the potential to go further and go to five, but probably not. Um, so comparing that with just taking sweet cake and baking it till it's crisp. Yeah, that's way safer. Okay. Okay. And you got to poach a peach. Oh no. 
Yeah, I could do that too. You're going to poach that peach? Yeah. The, okay, pears are more ideal for poaching because they have a, a more of a crispness to them. Yeah, they're firmer. Yeah. They're more... I think it's a higher starch content, but I'm not sh- I think that would be what that is. Um, I mean, you'd, you would describe a pear as starchy if it's, like, dry, right? I would describe it as woody. What's, what's unfortunate is when it gets mealy. Woody's a cowboy. <laughs> Woody is a cowboy. I like that throwback. No vegetables in these cookies, though. No, no. Well, okay. I mean, is a is is a peach a vegetable? Like, are fruits a subcategory of I vegetable? Can, I can never keep that shit straight. Um, okay, so... Okay, wait, wait, hang on. I'm thinking, is anything in this a, a vegetable? Rum is made from sugar cane. Is sugar cane a vegetable? Sugar! Sh- fuck, sugar... Okay, so no, we what, can't count sugar as a vegetable. What, um, what, uh, what are you depending doing? Depending on how they make the angel food cake, whatever, it could be vegetable oil. We don't... We don't need to... We don't need to do this. I'm just saying, like... The the U.S. government said like ketchup is a vegetable and like pizza oh, is a vegetable. So you're can gonna... we convince them that our cherubs belong in the school system? Yes, our nutritional, our nutritious cookies, our nutritious rum cookies that cost like fifty cents a piece. We're, we're gonna serve those to school lunches around you know the world. Mm. All right, folks, I think we've got our ideas here. And what's interesting is we actually did get two different products here. And honestly, I I might try some of these. I might take some pictures for the Instagram. Oh, yeah. Oh, we have an Instagram. We do. We do. This is like two different ideas. This is like three times as many as the average ideas that we come up with. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, um, but also if you're if you're out there listening and you're an aspiring baker and this sounds kind of fun to try, go for it. Uh, if you want to throw some recipes up or or something like that, uh, you know, shoot us a tweet. We'll retweet it. That kind of thing. Um, or if you're is... a, a visual artist and you just want to draw pictures of what you think these cookies would look like, by all means, you could do that, and we'll uh, we'll we'll uh, post those pictures. That's true. We have a fan art section on the site. Or if you're a and musician and you want to record a song that you think would sound like what these cookies would taste like, the emotional experience of it translated into song, go ahead and send us that song and we'll we'll uh, post that. Mm-hmm. And if you like uh, Mason and what he contributed to this uh, to this podcast this time, you could uh, send him twenty bucks because <laughs> yeah, he's got a PayPal, I'm sure. And why, you know why 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 don't we add that to every pod why have we not put that at the end of every podcast episode encourage you know, people to send me 20 bucks I actually did snag that from uh the Super Beard Bros YouTubers because one of the two of them just mm-hmm. says all the time he just like drops his PayPal address <laughs> and he's like <laughs> send me 20 bucks why not <laughs> And and the annoying thing is or the funny thing about it is is that I think it made it onto one of their shirts that they do every month. Um, but even besides that, it's it was meant to pester the other host who's like, don't, don't tell them to do that. No, don't. And then that works even more because even as a trolling thing, 
someone mm-hmm. is going to want to be like, eh, I got some, some somebody with poor money management skills is like, yeah, I got an extra 20 bucks that I control that co-host with. Let's just show that this thing is working. And then and then they get money. Like, it's 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 hilarious. It's, it's basically negging the internet into just straight up handing them cash. Yeah, it's, it is not a tip jar. It is literally just, hey, 20 bucks. Send it here. Okay, so if you want to be like the Super Beard Bros, you can send uh, $20 uh, in any denomination, Canadian, American, I, I don't discriminate. You could send that to uh, my uh, my PayPal is attached to my main email. It's tailsnake at hotmail.com. Okay. And uh, if you do that, uh, Mason will provide a service. What? Yes. Uh, anything you want. Just yes, yes. We can agree on this. Just any anything. Anything you could want, your heart's desire. Yes. Hey, you know what would be really funny here? Like, a little sound clip of Swan Lake with, uh, with, with, with like, mashed up with, uh, with a little bit by 50 Cent over top of it. Like, that would be really good. You know, I could do that right here. Oh, it doesn't work. It's not in the same key. Okay, oh, let me let me fix that. There we go. Oh, that's bumping. Yes. Feels good, right? It does. Okay, so this could be the music to play us out, but uh, uh, just go ahead and replace the theme song. Um, but uh, we got to dis- decide what we're going to do next week. We do, and I do believe it's your turn. It is my turn. Mason, next week... We shall invent a new hotel. A hotel? A hotel. For dogs? That's right. Uh, we'll have to wait until next week to see. Okay, so next week, hotel. That's right. A hotel next week. I said it. We're going to do it. That's the rule. That's the rule. <laughs> and until next time, people... Of Earth. Yes. And elsewhere, I don't mean to exclude people in the International Space Station. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to be inclusive, man. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm phasing out the ladies and gentlemen bit, but ladies and gentlemen is just, just so natural to say. Uh, well, Dear, until next Mason, time, Mason, motherfuckers. Ma- Mason, listen. Okay, so you're calling them motherfuckers instead. Listen, dude, take a page from my book. Dear listeners... Okay, okay. Until next time, dear listeners. Wait, what if they're not listening? What if they're just reading the transcript? Then they don't get to be thanked. (laughs) Okay, all right. Until next time, dear listeners. (laughs) So some of our listeners are dear? That is not what that is. Why would you think that 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 joke has never been made? We did did Uh, We we didn't make that joke. Until next time, Thumbs cookie up, enthusiasts. Monorail eggplant. <laughs> That's my thing. I'm the one that says that. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Do it. Do it. Do it. Okay. Thumbs up, monorail eggplant. Good night, everybody. Good night.